What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. In entertainment news today, we're going to talk a little bit about how German Big Brother, the German version of Big Brother, uh, went ahead and just barely broke the news to the participants of the show about what's going on in the world regarding the coronavirus. They had no idea what was going on. Talk a little bit about that. In sports, the NFL making a lot of trades, bunch of teams trading a lot of players. Tom Brady, no longer with the Patriots, decided to sign with the Buccaneers. We'll go ahead and talk a little bit about that. In video game news, we could we possibly have finally uh, an official date of when the Xbox Series X will actually be released? Well, we're going to have to just find that out in a little bit, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And I have a special guest today by the name of Simonetta Lane, and she talks about a little bit about her uh, the Wish Wall Foundation and how she is a top 100 influencer in the fashion industry. Talk a little bit about that with her. But before we get into all that, here is Chef Sean's Mexican right here on The Sander Effect. I get the dough from a Mexican. Bitches, they ask if I'm Mexican. Smoking in dose on that medicine. I bring that lettuce in. Yeah, I got that medicine. I got that medicine. I got that medicine. Yeah, I got that medicine. I get the dough from a Mexican. Bitches, they ask if I'm Mexican. Smoking in dose on that medicine. I bring that lettuce in. Don't pay me, I'm all with your cool up. See, mommy, dummy me through cool up. This Bobby, I got me a new hoe. I'm flexing and rocking on Pluto. I grab her the back like a doodle. The tackle a check like a sumo. The trump of the deck, if it ain't about a check, then me no comprint that you boot I get the dough from a Mexican. Bitches, they ask if I'm Mexican. Smoking in dose on that medicine. I bring that lettuce in. Yeah, I got that medicine. I got that medicine. I got that medicine. I got that medicine. I get the dough from my chola. Top, top of the night. Dirty my sprite. Stop with the coke and my cola. Yellow and green. Ready to perk. Rather it's pop or it's soda. Fans of a crush. Level the cups. Whether I'm high or sober. I take a bag. I bought your bitch a new bag. She called me dad. She hit me up. She like the fuck. When you make her mad. I got no fucks. I get no fucks. So why is you mad? These bitches is tripping. You can't get her off. Nah. Tickle a kitten. I'm knocking her off. Oh. I did what you didn't. You hit it soft. It's I fucked soft. in the kitchen while whipping the south. I get the dough from a Mexican. Bitches, they ask if I'm Mexican. Smoking in dose on that medicine. I bring that lettuce in. Yeah, I got that medicine. I got that medicine. I got that medicine. Yeah, I got that medicine. 
You know Chef Sean's got that medicine. That was Mexican by Chef Sean right here on the Xander Effect. In entertainment news, the German cast members of uh, the Big Brother show had no idea, absolutely no idea. Talk about the last ones to find out of everything that was going that's been going on in the world currently with the coronavirus. Um, they have no, they had no clue how 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 serious it was, or that or that it was even affecting uh, different countries, including Germany. And uh, they were actually told right live on air um, as they were shooting Big Brother. Most of them, when they heard the news, they were just in shock uh, at at the news while they were being uh, while they were being told all this behind uh, by the host and a doctor uh, that explained it to them. Be, the, the host and the doctor were were isolated away from them uh, through a glass, I guess, through a glass uh, through a glass room. As they explained to them and they showed them footage of what was going on all over the world, a lot of the cast members were just in shock. Some of them, you could see the mouth, the words, "Oh my God." Um, some of them were in te- were were getting were in tears, you know, at at what was going on in the world. They couldn't believe uh, that all of this was actually happening, and it was shocking them. Even and one one contestant was actually very worried about her mother uh, because apparently her mother has uh, some sort of a lung condition a lung problem so she was crying worried about her uh, most of most of the contestants uh, received uh, uh, video messages from their loved ones letting them know that they're okay that they're fine right now uh, some of them were even joking by telling them that they're they're actually lucky that they're you know they're they're in the, the safest place that that there is right now in Germany which is the big brother house because they're completely isolated from everybody uh, and they but they did ask if they could please bring toilet paper when they get out of there so a lot of people, a lot of their loved ones were, were making light of the situation, but of course, you can see the, the fear, you can see the concern in their eyes for their loved ones and everybody else that was, that's being affected by this virus, by this pandemic that's going on around the world. Um, another, another, uh, version of the Big Brother show in Canada um, they, uh, they actually just were told as well recently because uh, the, the contestants in the Canadian version of Big Brother they were kind of starting to uh, realized that they uh, that they hadn't heard any audience members, uh, and they were wondering about that. They thought maybe they, they soundproofed their uh, their studio, so they were unaware. They they were unaware as well as was as to what was going on until producers decided to tell them. Uh, the only ones that don't know still what's going on is the Brazilian version of Big Brother. Uh, the producers haven't talked to the Brazilian version uh, so far as anybody knows, so they're still they're still. Compl- completely oblivious to what's going on in the world right now uh so they're, but they're planning on telling them very soon a lot of uh people were criticizing uh all these producers as to why they hadn't told these contestants what was going on in order for them to at least you know speak to their loved ones make sure their loved ones are okay especially in this chaotic uh moment in time that's going on and so you know i mean i'm glad that they're finally starting to tell them everything that's happening in the world because that's really screwed up to be completely you know to block them off from what's happening uh, another celebrity that was also uh, had no idea what was going on was Jared Leto Jared Leto was uh, I guess was uh, took a little bit of a ret- retreat 
uh, somewhere in the desert uh, where they had no cell phones, no electronics, nothing. And then finally, when he came back to, you know, back to uh, civilization, for lack of a better word, that's when he found out and he just couldn't believe what was going on. He was completely like in shock as to how serious uh, this situation has gotten. So it's 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 bananas, man. It's bananas that some of these people had no idea what was going on. Um, but now they do. And, uh, you know, it's time for them to go ahead and take the same precautions that the rest of us are taking. In other entertainment news, Amanda Bynes uh, apparently announced that she is pregnant. She has a baby on the way from her from her boyfriend or ex-fiance or whoever, whatever he is to her now, Paul Michael. And uh, apparently there is some speculation as to whether or not... Um, She's gonna have to give up custody of of her child once uh, once it's born, and uh, you know, uh, due to her mental health issues, apparently uh, her family might be wanting to uh, want, might be wanting to uh, take custody until she she gets a little bit more stable because I guess you know her recent actions, you know, especially doing this this uh, random engagement out of nowhere, is uh, worrying her family, thinking that maybe she's having another the relapse or she's just not in the right mental state to handle any of this so um there's definitely uh there's definitely cause for concern with the baby that is now on the way so who knows what's going to happen in that whole situation but i believe amanda is definitely going to go ahead and fight them tooth and nail so that way she could go ahead and uh keep her her baby in other entertainment news it seems like uh harvey weinstein's uh, rape allegations uh, do not stop. A uh, woman is suing Harvey Weinstein for assault and battery, claiming that uh, that basically Harvey Weinstein. They met a while back at an event of some sort, and um, apparently he, he he talked to her and told her that he runs Hollywood, you know, and that uh, you know they, he suggested that they should meet up uh, at the at the Peninsula Hotel in Beverly Hills. Uh, she arrived at the hotel, waited in the lobby, and then I guess uh, he either called her or sent for her, told her to meet him uh, upstairs in his room. When she got to his room. He opened the door with uh, with only wearing his robe that was unbelted. Uh, she walked in and, uh, you know, he told her that she was perfect for a few roles uh, that he had in mind, that, that basically he was the he was the king of Hollywood and uh, should be and she should be she should be smart about behaving and being nice to the right people. Um, shortly after that conversation, he excused himself, went to the bathroom, and turned on the shower. That's when she got up and left the room. Uh, he then went ahead and, uh, you know, he then went ahead and talked or, or sent for her again. She showed up at his room. He opened the door again the same way with the, with the bathrobe and everything. And this time he kind of threatened her, uh, you know, allegedly threatened her. And said, you know, that he would blacklist her if uh, if she didn't, uh, she pretty much didn't do what what he told her to do. And I guess, uh, you know, according to her, he had his way with her, and he demanded she call him the king. <laughs> this guy, I swear, man, this guy's this guy's a real piece of work. Let me tell you. Uh, so basically, uh, what ended up happening after that, she fell into a deep depression. She was actually in shock over everything, over all everything that had transpired, and. And uh, now she is officially suing Harvey Weinstein for damages uh, and for everything that she went through. 
but here's the thing. How the hell is he going to pay for damages? The guy is pretty much virtually broke from all the legal fees he has to pay and it's not really doing him much good because you know he still has another case, another few cases pending he's already been sentenced so really there's not much more that the, that the guy could go ahead and shell out at this point um who knows where this case is gonna head but one thing's for sure is that harvey weinstein's nightmares have only just begun in other entertainment news, I had the opportunity to speak with model and top 100 influencer Simonetta Lane about her experiences in the modeling world, how she got started in that in that type of uh, entertainment field, and how she is grant, now granting wishes and is being called the Wishmaker. But before we get into that interview, here is Ian Garen's iHeart right here on the Sander effect.
So on the Xander effect, I have a very special guest in, on the show today. Her name is Simonetta. Am I, am I pronouncing your name right? Yes, it's perfect. I'm so horrible. I am so horrible at, at you know, pronouncing names and everything. I, I'm trying not to like chop off your name and everything. And then no, no, you said it perfectly. You know, I, I it's a very interesting name, actually. It's, yeah. it's a very, very fascinating name. And I've never where's that from, actually? Italy. It's like, you know, in, in Italy, we have uh, Simona. Uh-huh. We have, because actually what you call here, Simone, it's actually a male name in, in Italy. So in Italy, it's uh, the female version is Simona, or it's a little Simona, which is Simonetta. And so I'm a little Simonetta. Simonetta. Yeah, Simonetta. That's what I was going to say. That's actually how you really pronounce it, Simonetta. Yeah, that's very in Italian, or they say here, Simonetta. <laughs> Simonetta, yeah. So so Simo, Simonetta Lane is your yeah. is Lane. Yeah. Okay, so I pronounced that one right, too. Yeah, I get two points oh. for that. <laughs> that's cool, though. So, so Simonetta Lane, you are top 100 fashion influencers in the world. Uh, you're a supermodel. You're a host influencer with 1.8 million following you on Instagram. Where did that two number million. go? Two million. We got to two million. Oh, you got to two million. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're doing a lot in the industry. You're also an, uh, an author as well. So, we're going to get yeah. to all that. But first, I wanted to just, you know, ask, how exactly did you get started in, in this industry? I mean, did you start off with modeling at a young age? Or is it something that you just, that, that just kind of fell in your lap? Yeah, so I started when I was 16, like you were mentioning, uh, modeling, so at a young age. And actually, it's uh, kind of particular the way that I started because I had no idea. Uh, my, my father is a medical doctor and my mother is a psychotherapist. At that time, they had a cultural center um, where basically people from all over the world were gathering. And, um, you know, so I really met a lot of cool people from really uh, scientists and philosophers. And so it was very interesting. And I remember that my parents really taught me the, um, uh, I would say, the, the way of really, um, you know, working hard and understanding, uh, you know, the entrepreneurship life, because both of them are, again, two doctors, but they work for themselves. So since a young age, I was helping in the kitchen and helping, you know, when the guests were coming. And I remember that one day I was in the kitchen, I was 16 years old, and there was this uh, woman from Greece uh, who told me, you know, you have, you know, you, you really should be a model. But again, my world was so far away, I never thought about it. And wow. when she told me that, I'm like, really? And so from that, I started talking about it, you know, with my parents. And they said, well, let's see, you know, what we can do. And that's really how I started. And then I started to, uh, you know, uh, really learn uh, how to be a model. Um, so I really come, I'm a millennial, but I have done all the, you know, the training from, you know, really learning how to uh, do the catwalk, the photo shoot, all this stuff. People think mm -hmm. it's very easy. It's actually very, your nerves have to be very, very steady in order to, you know, um, really give your best in such a short amount of time. So they really train you for that. And then uh, from that, um, I've, I was, I mean, I was very, very blessed because um, I was also very good at writing since a young age. So I kind of combined my two um, good attitudes. 
um, and I was called by uh, Vanity Fair at that time to uh, write for them. After that, I uh, published my first novel uh, by a, a very big publishing house. And so I kind of put together my, you know, again, the writing skills with uh, being, you know, in the fashion world. And it's actually maybe from Vanity Fair that I really started to be serious on, on, on social media. And we'll get into that. I, you know, a lot of people ask me, how did you get to the millions? You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, that is, that is a very good question. That's a very good question, actually, which, which, I, which I'm curious about. And, and I'll get to that one in a second. I'm curious about the, the book that you wrote, the yes. first book that you wrote. What was that about? So that is part is my story and part is uh, a novel. So it's an autobiography uh, novel. I would say 50, 50. Um, <laughs> it actually started as an author. So the idea is that it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an autobi novel. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, I was, um, I was actually in, in India. So you have to know that my parents uh, brought me to India when I was um, maybe seven years old or something. And then, so my parents, maybe you got it. They are again, two scientists, but there are two hippies. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> So they brought me um, to India when, again, I was, uh, you know, uh, just a baby. Um, and then when I was, uh, you know, more an adult, I believe I was maybe 22, 23 or something. Uh, you know, when you say, okay, I was there with my parents. I want to go back by myself. And because India is a very special place, I always say you can like it or not like it. But honestly, it will leave you something for sure you know the culture is very very uh interesting and so i wanted to go back by myself and that's what i did so uh i still wasn't married i was you know free as a bird i said let me you know go and experiment and so i actually went uh three times in a year i was very interested in you know traveling with just my backpack and you know i went all by myself and that's where I found the inspiration to really, you know, write down some of the stories that, again, you know, that I, uh, that I've learned, that I've seen, you know, with my own eyes. When I came back, um, I remember that I showed it to a friend of mine. She was in the, uh, you know, book industry. Mm -hmm. But again, we were just chit-chatting. I, again, I never thought that this was anything interesting for anybody and she told me you know that this is actually very very unique your story is very very unique so of course I was talking like I said how I was raised in this you know kind of culture standard meaning all these people from all around the world and then from that she told me why don't you talk uh, with this uh, editor and that's actually where I learned how to be a writer because I, mm -hmm. I you know I always uh, say to people that you know you can um, put down your thoughts but then in order to be a writer of course it's a skill and you learn it you know so of course this, yeah this editor really uh taught me a lot and that's why I say it's part of my story and part is uh like I said it's novel because he really taught me and said okay now this book is you do you really want to you are so young do you really want to be you know all about you or do we want to uh, you know, create a character. And I said, mm, I want to maybe create a character. And so from, you know, Simonetta, it became Sophia. And so Sophia is, of <laughs> course, it's, yes, it's, you know, part is me, but part is actually 
that character taught me a lot of stuff, I have to say. Uh, and that is fascinating to me because I've learned it after. What she did in the uh, novel inspired me after to do certain things that I've done, for instance, creating my non-for-profit and other stuff that I've done later because she was maybe more courageous, you know, mm-hmm. than me at that time. So when you write, of course, you have that, uh, you know, special relationship with, uh, you know, your characters. The yeah, they become, they become like your children pretty much. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I know. I know this. I'm a writer as well, so I know exactly oh, what you're you talking understand. about. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it started. And, and I had no clue again. Of course, I was lucky enough to have something that was interesting. Um, an editor said, okay, yeah, this is interesting that this can be sellable because let's be honest, of course, they want to sell. Mm-hmm. So they said, okay, you know, I'm going to help you. And so I, I've started to really learn how to, you know, put it from, you know, one big thing into chapters and something that people can understand. And it was then bought by one of the biggest uh, publishing houses in, in the world. And that, uh, in a way, was kind of the tassel that was missing because after that, then Vanity Fair called me and said, oh my God, you know, you have such a great success with this book. We love it. It was uh, all about the power of dreams and um, a little bit how, again, the, you know, the Sophia uh, learned through her experience how to, uh, you know, make her dreams reality and how to inspire other people. And Vanity Fair called me and said, can we actually have a column about this subject? So that's where I started to, again, put in fashion and also the celebrity world uh, together, because of course that is what Vanity Fair does uh, with my own world. And that, of course, gave me, you know, the big uh, platform um, that actually really boosted my, you know, my, my, my social media at the beginning. And then, you know, then the rest is history. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, that's, seems like, uh, seems like you really had, you know, all the, all the blocks just come together to build something big. Yes. It's actually interesting where, like, I was telling you, I watch it, you know, um, kind of, you know, I, I, I try to think of that uh, person that I was back then. I had no clue, you know, that all this would have happened. I, I had no clue that I would have, you know, uh, became one of the five top fashion influencers in the world. I had no clue. That being said, I always worked very, very hard to try to uh, achieve the best in every single do that, I, in every single thing that I was doing. So, if I had to give a tip of advice, of course, in my experience, you need to have kind of a general plan, but don't be scared if you know you're not. You think that you're not really figuring out right there, or you think that you are going in one direction, and then all of a sudden you you have to go in another direction uh, that you really are not really understanding. But at the end, like the big picture. Uh, if you really put the work into it, there will be a time that you will understand it like like I did. Mm-hmm. No, and that's and that's very true uh, and for 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 many things. But I wanted to, I was wondering one thing. You you mentioned uh, influencer, fashion influencer. Yes. How does one become a fashion influencer, and what exactly is a fashion influencer? Yes. So someone um, that can have something that will, again, influence people. So if I say something, there are a lot of people that feel inspired, that feel moved by what I say, and they, you know, will act and do something 
in a way because I say so. And that's why, to me, be an influencer. I mean, it's definitely a new uh, figure and a new job because definitely mm-hmm. it's a job. Um, but to me, it comes with a lot of responsibility because, um, again, you are influencing what people are thinking. And so I really um, admire um, a lot of, uh, again, social media influencers. And nowadays they're coming, there's a big community out there of, uh, you know, people that realize, hey, I have a big platform. A lot of people are following me for X amount of reason. You're being followed because of your style. You're being followed because of your words. You're being followed because of your travel experience. You're being followed because you're the best at cooking. You know, there are different niches, of course. But what are we doing with that? And so nowadays, I would say that, again, in my uh, in my case, uh, maybe fashion was definitely one of the parts. So I've been named as one of the top, again, fashion influencer. Um, that being said, I always uh, had my special tweak um, uh, for, like, Fashion became to me a way to inspire and empower women. I was very passionate about uh, activism since um, day one, and that's one of the motivations why I also uh, created my nonprofit, the Wishful Foundation. Um, and eventually, people again, yes, fashion. So of course, how I look. Of course, eventually, people like my style for several reasons. But it comes with a big message and nowadays especially in 2020 uh, whenever I also have to teach and you know try to uh, share with people whatever it you know was my journey and it's still my journey of course mm-hmm. um, you have to kind of give something that it's in my opinion not just visual meaning social media uh, was born uh, as a visual thing and let's be honest also something where a lot of egos, you know, play their games, you know, of a course. Lot of people, yes, a lot of people wanted to be famous out of social media. I'm not, you know, criticizing anybody. I think that again, social media uh, gave, for instance, gave me, of course, a huge opportunity, gave to a lot of people a great opportunity because again, you are the boss of yourself. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, like I said, I really stressed it that it's also a big responsibility, right? So, um, again, you become a social media influencer when you have something interesting to say and to show. And I'm really, again, I'm very happy to see that that world that, again, was born with a lot of egos. There's still, of course, a lot of egos. I don't of want course. to especially, especially in the especially in the in the fashion industry. There's a lot Absolutely. of egos in the fashion. Well, just like Absolutely. in any entertainment industry, really. Absolutely. You know, so well, I could imagine. I have that. to say that because maybe because again, I mean, the world is just showing there's so much uh, mental health uh, awareness to be done. Social media played a big part into also making a lot of people insecure of themselves. So like Mm -hmm. I said, social media is a great uh, freedom aspect, but on the other hand, it also, again, create a lot of problems. So, you know, like every, everything has, you know, a positive side and a negative side. So nowadays, um, again, I see a big community of, again, influencers from every type of uh, niches that are really coming together and really trying to, uh, inspire people and to share content that can, can you know, can actually better 
uh, people's lives. So again, still a lot of ego, still a lot of look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm not saying that that is done. And I'm not even saying that that is wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, being cool, but there's much more. And I'm very happy about that. No, of course, of course. And I, I'm curious about uh, another thing, because I mean, I know, I know a lot of uh, models, I've spoken to a lot of models that have done runway work, that have done uh, professional yeah. modeling and everything. And a lot of them have one thing in common, that they were very insecure. Yeah. Is, was that the same uh, case with you? I mean, were you one of, the, one of the statistics that, you know, a lot of models, just because they are beautiful, they're very insecure. Is that, it, was that an issue for you at some point? So I was always um, very maybe sensitive. I remember when I was at school and, you know, I was a classic girl that became, you know, all red when, you know, the teacher was, you know, asking me something for something. I was always, you know, very, again, sensitive and maybe a little bit insecure. Uh, I was definitely uh, lucky enough, uh, like I said, to have uh, two parents that were, you know, very uh, strong, um, I mean, role models for me definitely and that's why I always encourage people to find your own role models if they are your parents great if they're your brothers and sisters if they're your friends if it's a mentor whatever you need some role models in order to grow uh you will not in my experience it's 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 hard because of course all the eyes are on you so mm -hmm. it took me a little bit of time to I, you know, for instance, I've just modeled for um, designer Stevie Boy on New York Fashion Week. I opened his show. Maybe I, I would not be able to do that years ago. You know, I actually really looked at myself and was like, oh, my God, was that really me? So, of course, I see, you know, journey that, you know, I had to do in order to, again, become uh, confident. And definitely the also entrepreneurial part that uh, social media gave me many more content of course like i said you don't gain it overnight it's because business to me uh people think that it's separated from your own self but it's actually you know it comes all in a package so you know you grow in your business and you grow as a person in my opinion and so again yes i was very sensitive and yes i was very um um yes maybe um again i felt a lot the uh responsibility and the also the rejection you know because um i mean not every time they tell you yes many times they tell you no mm -hmm. and of course it's you know you are the brand so it's of like, course yeah right so it comes like a no as you as a person which is not true but of course you know you get it that way so i had to learn also how to really understand it's just, you know just my business it's fine you know they're not rejecting me as a person so i understand when there are you know and now i'm talking to young girls that you know i don't know they, they start not eating and having all types of disorder mental health because again they get bombarded you know and they are usually whenever you try to do some type of artistic career you are uh, you might be again uh, sensitive and uh, and a little bit insecure, and, and 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 that's why one of my messages is really for you know young girls. They ask me, oh, I want to model. What should I do? And I say, really, that is of course you want to model. You want to be out there. It's great, but you have to work on yourself, which is again trying to really uh, step up in your confidence game in whatever way works with you through you know whatever journey works with you because again you'll be judged 
hundred percent, you'll be, you know, under the radar. Yeah, of <laughs> course. You have to, you know, you really have to, again, grow inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, my message is work on yourself. Um, not, I mean, understand that again, it's not against you. If you get a no, it's just that you will not fit for that part. Um, and learn also from rejections many times. And this is of course, not only my story, it's the story of many that, you know, some big no's became actually the biggest blessings. Also in my life, it happened that for many things that did not go as I planned them, then my career took eventually the the road that it's you know that that I'm you know uh, experiencing right now. Uh, it's not easy because no one, of course, likes to you know hear no. But uh, course, yeah. if, again, if you can pass you this uh, piece of advice, again, keep on working yourself. Keep on you know having some again mentors. Keep on being curious. Uh, look on social media. Try to understand that, of course. Nowadays, there's social media, so if you want to be a model, you can also work on being your own brand, which is, I think, a, a big advantage because in the past, models were really treated as, you know, just a piece of moving parts to put like a, you know, piece of clothing uh, on top. And nowadays is that you can create your own identity, your own brand through social media. And so they will call you to model for them also because of that. So I think that that is a big plus. No, and that's that's definitely a big plus. And on like this, this what you're telling me right now is pretty much you know proves how much of an influencer you are. In 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 that in that aspect, you know, you're telling me a lot of things. You're giving a lot of advice. So this makes you, that's you. that's what makes you an influencer. So I, I I'm curious about I'm I'm curious about because uh, you are a member of the Young Entrepreneur Council, the yes, YEC. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about that. So that is um an invitation only uh, club, you want to call it that way, or group of the best uh, millennials entrepreneurs in the country. Um, so again, all these pieces of uh, my story that I told you, uh, I got to a point when I said to myself, okay, I am an artist because I was born an artist since you know, a young age modeling, acting, I actually have a degree also in fine art, I'm a painter. So all those parts though, you live in the, uh, at least, you know, a lot of us, we live in the Western society, we have to pay our bills, (laughs) we have to have a normal life. So how do you sell your art, right? And that's when, again, also the social media helped me to understand, okay, if I put all these pieces of, you know, my artistic life into something that is understandable for others, then I can, again, uh, you know, this can become my job. So again, social media influencers, they represent brands and, you know, they get paid to do, uh, to do that. And mm-hmm. so that's, the, that's actually how, you know, I started to understand how, again, I could become um, a, Again, also sustain myself and, you know, really create this um, career for myself. And I think that that is very, very important because, again, artists have this problem that they, you know, create, but then, you know, they don't know how to put it out there. And that's why, you know, for me, social media was really a, a, a blessing. Um, because it gave me, you know, this uh, opportunity. And when I realized it, I said, okay, then 
what am I? I am an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, of course. And it took me a little bit of time to understand that because like I said, don't think that, you know, you'll get it right away. Like I said, your business, it's you. So you grow, you know, with your businesses. So a couple of years ago, I said, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I have all this experience. I know all these people on, you know, Instagram and outside of Instagram in the world of social media and in the world of media, maybe I can also help out other people because I receive constantly every single day people tell me, oh my God, you look so good. You were in that magazine. Can you help me? So I said, okay, what can I do? And so that's when I created, I co-created Ausonia Partners, which is a marketing um, company. And we've been, actually in only one year, we became uh, one of the top 5,000 uh, fastest growing company according to Inc. Magazine. And that's how, you know, the Young Entrepreneur Council uh, invited me to join uh, their, uh, their group. And I also write for Forbes. So it's very, um, you know, it's very rewarding to see that, again, putting a lot of work into it that recognized me as one of the top uh, also entrepreneurs in the country. Wow, that is, that's fantastic, though. I mean, you you definitely have made a lot of uh, a lot of strides in your career and in the fashion industry and you even created um you're, you're the founder of uh, the wish wall foundation yes exactly. what's what is the wish wall foundation that is my baby <laughs> <laughs> that is my baby so again um i was mentioning before um when i started to write for vanity fair I was interviewing celebrities uh, about their uh, the power of dreams and how they were accomplishing, you know, their their dreams or their goals. Um, I got to a point in my life where I said, "Okay, that is very cool, but what about the everyday people?" And at that point, I created uh, in parallel my own blog, where I gave the possibility to people to write their own projects slash dreams and see if I could help somebody to actually achieve them. Mm -hmm. And in the other way, I also create a community, kind of another social media where people, again, can also help each other. At that point, I had no idea that people would actually really like the idea. Mm -hmm. And I started to receive so many wishes and dreams and projects. And so I said to myself, okay, how can I manage all this? And so that's when we said, okay, maybe we have to have a 501c3. And the goal of the Wishwell Foundation is actually to uh, give voice to the voiceless. So mm -hmm. people that, again, uh, usually would not, uh, would not know where to go to, you know, have their, again, projects slash dream uh, heard and make meaningful wishes come true. So. Um, it all has started actually in the city of Philadelphia, brother-in-law, <laughs> where um, it was 2000, I believe it was September 2015, when actually really the city uh, helped me tremendously. They said, uh, what if we bring your online idea to uh, something also tangible, so in the world? So that year, Pope Francis came uh, to America. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to have an event with the the first wish wall 
uh, again, physical wish wall. That was uh, a big wall where people um, came and put up their dreams and again, projects and inspiration for the world. Some were more uh, philosophical and some were more, uh, you know, specific and, you know, with, with some needs. And I remember that in that case, there was this um, woman who uh, unfortunately lost um, her daughter in a hit and run accident. Mm -hmm. And uh, she just, you know, briefly shared on the wish wall uh, what happened and the fact that uh, she felt that the city was uh, forgetting her daughter. And she said, I want that the city will not forget my daughter. And I want to, you know, uh, serve just justice. I want that, you know, the killer will be put in jail. I felt very um, compelled by this story. Um, again, one of the focus of the Wish Hall Foundation is to find those wishes that if I grant your wish, I can inspire or help an entire community. So in that case, I found that the hit and run um, problematic in a big city such as Philadelphia mm -hmm. would have maybe, if I could could have done something, it would have maybe, you know, um, definitely helped that family, but on the other hand, really bring, you know, more um, attention to the topic and more involvement uh, from the city. And that's actually what happened because I, I, I went back to the city and I said, okay, we've done this event. That was beautiful. I found this wish. Can you help? So I started to, you know, gather some information about the this specific hit and run accident. And I've learned that the city put some reward, you know, towards whoever would have decided to um, say something, uh, you know, about the killer, but it was very minimum. And so with, you know, my, uh, you know, uh, ideas and a little bit of uh, pressuring them, I was able to, I believe that at the beginning they were giving like $3,000. Mm -hmm. So we, it up to fifteen thousand dollars wow and that was you know of course a big change <laughs> into you know their uh position and then and then of course uh while we were working on that and waiting for someone to talk uh, i said another uh thing that we could do would be very nice if we could uh rename a street after uh you know this woman who died of course again i knew very well that i could not bring back this woman this woman is you know but uh, you could honor her the best as best as you could exactly and also again like i said i wanted to inspire community so i wanted to give a symbol like saying hey you know for everyone that is going through that you are acknowledged we are not forgetting you so i still remember that was uh september of 2015 uh, this woman, this young woman, unfortunately, she passed away. It was December, uh, 23rd of December of the previous year. So that December would have been one year from the passing. So I, I spoke with the uh, councilman Mark Squilla in, in, um, in the city of Philadelphia. And I said, we have two months. I want to rename the street. And he looked at me and said, are you, are you crazy? I mean, two months, this is Philadelphia. I mean, it's one of the biggest, uh, you know, city in America. I mean, it will take, it, it takes time. I didn't even know it's, it's actually a long process because you have to be, uh, you know, uh, approved and the mayor has to approve it. Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's all a bunch of red tape. Exactly. There's a lot of bureaucracy involved. Mm, so I know I just said, listen, I really, I remember I was like, please, 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 please. And so 
we've tried to work together, work together. And I was calling pretty much every day to see, you know, the, you know, how they could have made this happen. I remember that until that specific day, that uh, December 23rd, I really didn't know if, you know, this would have actually uh, came to fruition. And I remember that day was um, raining. It was cold. I said, let's see, you know, I was praying until the morning. And then uh, we decided to, you know, go there. Uh, actually, they live at the Italian market in, uh, in Philadelphia. And it was just beautiful because there were people from the city that they were actually changing the sign and they, they, they were actually able to, to accomplish it in only wow. two months. And so if you now go to the Italian market, uh, the, the name of the street is called Kimball Street. It will forever rename as Kimball Street, the Theresa Pozzi Way. So Wow, you know, that's awesome. Thank you. Sending a prayer up to her right now. I'm sure that she's listening. That's so, beautiful. You know, and that was, uh, I still couldn't believe it. I'm still, you know, while I'm saying I'm still pinching myself. I'm like, we, we did it. And that then after beautiful. that, like I said, you know, we were also able to, again, pump up, you know, the sum from 3000 to 15000 And actually, finally, someone decided to, you know, speak up and, they found him. They found the they found the killer. I remember. Wow. Yeah. He's in jail. Justice was so, served. So it was yeah. it was a it was a win win for everybody. Absolutely. And That's actually, um, it was beautiful because um, at that point, see, like I was talking before, when you have a goal but you don't really see the you know the the bigger picture. At that time, I was just you know was just. Um, how could you say? I was uh, brought by this, uh, really, like I said, this was my baby, you know. Uh, I always say that be generous and, you know, do good ultimately helps you. You know, you become a better person, in my humble opinion. Uh, but at that time, I also didn't know that I was actually creating something interesting that, like I said, inspire a lot of people, helped a lot of people. And at that time, um, FNL Network, uh, which is owned by Rocco Leo Gagliori, his uh, FNL Network is a, um, a fashion um, network, a very big fashion network. They, they cover all the runways and, you know, uh, everywhere in the world. He called me up and say, you know, I've seen this on your social media. You're doing an amazing job. What if we do like a, a, a TV show, uh, you know, around what you're doing? And see, from that, then it also became a TV show, which is called The Wish Ball, which uh, airs on Amazon Prime and on Apple TV all around the world. Wow. And so people can actually see the process of, you know, what we have done um, with some episodes that, again, we have done. Um, and so that, you know, makes me very proud. Um, again, I did not plan it. I didn't know that that was happening. I know, like I said, that everything I do, I try to do it the best way uh, possible. And that's, again, my, my tip of advice. Whatever you are doing, doing the best because you really don't know what life can bring you. No, of course. And, and, and at the same time, you know, it's it's right now, like like you know, we're going through a very difficult crisis right now worldwide, and like you just said, you never know what life brings you, you know. And you know, we all have to come together and help each other out as much as possible. So my my thing is, 
you know, for your for you, no wish is too great or too small by the by the sounds of it. <laughs> you, it seems like you could do the impossible by the sounds of it. <laughs> Thank you. Like, but that's, I always say. I'm, I'm human, I'm not God, so sometimes people ask me things that I like, because people ask me, what are people asking you? I, I, I mean, certain things are, you know, very doable, other things I'm like, how can I do this, you know? Right. But on the other hand, definitely, uh, again, I, I am surprised, uh, like I said, sometimes of myself as well, because this whole process taught me a lot. Uh, about myself as a person, you know, maybe that, again, that character in that uh, novel that I wrote, like I said at the very beginning, inspired me to become more courageous, more um, audacious, more, you know, bold, because you definitely need to do some big moves sometimes, and you need to be, of course. and I've seen, you know, that 16 years old girl who was definitely you know uh working like uh, was a hard worker my parents taught me all the great values but of course like i said i was uh maybe uh shy i was you know i never had any idea of you know becoming a model and doing all that and i look back and if i had to you know talk with a little girl i think that she will be proud you know of uh, all that we together we have accomplished um, and again, I, um, you know, uh, definitely this total process within, you know, my not-for-profit, my modeling career, my social media career, my entrepreneurship um, career taught me that if there is a lesson is that the more you open yourself up to the world and you give, I mean, you give and you shall receive. So that is my uh, message. No, and that's a beautiful message to have. And I'm, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's a message that many people ignore, but I'm glad there's still people around the world and in the world like you that still practice it. Uh, Simonetta, where can people go ahead and stalk you, find out what's going on with you, everything? <laughs> So, um, I'm like you were mentioned at the very beginning, I'm very uh, big on Instagram, so you can, uh, that is my main platform, it's against uh, S-I-M-O-N-E-T-T-A-L-E-I-N, it's a verified account, so you can come and see me on Instagram. My second uh, best platform that I like to use is Twitter, same name and last name. Um, and then you can go on Google. Of course, you're going to find a bunch of articles. You know, if you're interested, you know, I have my more intellectual part, which is, you know, when I write for Forbes Entrepreneur, you're going to find all my articles, all the articles that I wrote for the App Into Post. And then, of course, the website, uh, simonatalin.com or the foundation, which is the wishwellfoundation.org. Uh, and come in if you have any, I'm always looking, you know, for projects slash wishes that we can do together. Okay, so if you guys that are listening have something that you think this could inspire, this could, uh, you know, um, make some moves, uh, you know, in this world and, uh, you know, uh, do something for the community, please write me on the wish wall and see if we can achieve it together. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that. I love that. And I definitely, I definitely agree. If anybody is listening, contact Simonetta because she may in fact make your wishes come true. You never know. So you got to give that a shot. Um, 
One question I'm going to ask you, what's going on with you this year? I know this year started off rocky for a lot of people. What's going on with you currently right now? So I'm actually very, very um, ecstatic because I started uh, my own TV show, another one. So mm-hmm. the wish wall that I told you is, again, kind of a reality show and, and we're shot and you guys can find it on, like I said, on Amazon Prime or um, Apple uh, TV. But I started my uh, talk show. It's on Bold uh, TV. Uh, Bold TV is in New York and it's um, owned by Al Roker from Good Morning America and wow. had like great um, um, guests from Mark Cuban, a local J, the CEO of North Face, a lot of very cool people. So I've started actually last month um, to uh, you know air my first uh, episodes. I just uh, interviewed uh, Farmalis, which is the founder of New York Fashion Week, and that was actually very very interesting because I didn't even know why New York Fashion Week has started. So if you are curious to know why the real motivation be, be, you know behind creating New York Fashion Week, please come to my Instagram. You're gonna see the episode. Um, and so you can, uh, you know, actually uh, understand that world better. And then I have uh, other amazing uh, guests. So unfortunately, because of all this crisis that you were talking before, uh, my show uh, has a little bit of a, a stop for maybe a couple of weeks until mm-hmm. things, um, you know, until uh, things calm down. Exactly. But again, come on Instagram. I'm going to post uh, all the episodes that I've already, um, you know, shot uh last month and then i'm sure that i mean sending so many prayers that everything will go you know very very well very soon for everybody so that we can go back and uh you know do the the tv show um in april and that is what uh you know uh currently i'm doing uh as i said i just um also opened this show for cd boy we are a designer cd boy we are planning another uh, big big show uh, actually something very innovative uh, um, for uh, next year fashion week so please stay tuned we're working on that um and that's it Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, Simonetta, thank you so much for being on the Xander Effect. I truly appreciate your time. And you have a wonderful story that many people should definitely uh, go ahead and check out. And uh, since, of course, you know, since we have plenty of time indoors, definitely check out uh, her Instagram and the episodes that she posted up. Again, Simonetta, thank you so much for being on the show. Hopefully you'll be, you'll make it out to uh this side of the world to, to the California side because you're all the way in the East Coast. Hopefully you'll make it out here soon. I really think so. I actually, I have some plans. Those are, see, there are certain things that of course I didn't tell you. So some secrets. Well, then, well, well we're going to have to go ahead and do a follow-up interview. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you're going to do a follow-up and they might of course bring me also to the West Coast so we can also have, I don't know, some tea, coffee, whatever. And I like that. I, I like tea and coffee. So, you know, maybe right? not at the same time because it's an upper and a downer. So, <laughs> but we'll definitely, we'll, we'll definitely talk very soon. Hopefully when you get out here. Thank you. Thank you. And listen, a big blessing to everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, which is very important and stay happy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Simona. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Thank you so much, Simonetta Lane, for being on the Xander Effect. In sports, my God, is there so many craziness going on in the NFL? It's not even funny. Let's go ahead and name off some of the some of the changes that have happened. AJ Bouye is now uh, uh, a Broncos. A Bronco. They uh, Broncos decided to trade for AJ uh, Bouye. Uh, Russell Okung uh, decided is going to the Panthers now, so he's going to be heading ta- down to uh, North to North Carolina. Austin Eckler is, uh, you know, decided to re-sign with uh, the Chargers, so he stays where he stays put exactly where he's at. Josh Norman is heading over to uh, Buffalo with the Bills. Marshall Yanda decided to retire after 13 seasons from the Baltimore Ravens, so uh, he's gonna be he's he's pretty much. Uh, Done with with his career, uh, Titans decided to release Cameron Wake, which is that's pretty crazy right there as well. Uh, they uh, the Baltimore Ravens decided to place a franchise tag on Matthew Judon. Uh, they all uh, the 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 Chargers decided to pl- place a franchise tag on Hunter Henry. The Broncos decided to pl- place a franchise tag on Justin Simmons. Vikings decided to release. Xavier Rhodes, Titans released Delaney Walker, which to be honest with you, that was no surprise. I'm speaking only because he was on my fantasy football roster and he just kept on getting injured. So I'm sure the Titans uh, kind of saw that as as he's being injury prone. That's probably more than likely the reason why they decided to let him go. Um, the Patriots are extending uh, the contract uh, to Matthew Slater, so there's that right there. Uh, Ravens decided to trade for Calais Campbell, so so uh, Calais is heading over to the Ravens. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is staying put with uh, with the uh, Titans, so he's going to go ahead and stick with them for for uh, for a certain amount of time. Uh, the Patriots sign uh, Devin McCourty, so that's that's where he's going uh plays uh the the tampa bay buccaneers placed a franchise tag on shaquille barrett barrett uh the packers signed christian kirksey the the uh the pittsburgh steelers placed a franchise tag on bud dupree the falcons decided to release Devonte freeman freeman uh, the Vikings extended the contract to their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, so he's staying put. Uh, AJ Green, uh, they placed a they placed a franchise tag on uh, on AJ Green. The uh, the Bengals did. Uh, the Tennessee Tennessee Titans as well placed a franchise tag on Derrick Henry. The Cowboys placed a franchise tag on Dak Prescott. Uh, the, the the Patriots placed a franchise tag on uh, Joe Thun- Thunny. Uh, New York Giants placed a franchise tag on Leonard Williams. Uh, Arizona Cardinals placed a fran- uh, transition tag on Kenyon Drake. The Browns play, uh, decided to sign Austin Hooper, so he's going over to the Browns. Uh, the Vikings placed a franchise tag on Anthony Harris. The Dolphins uh, sign Eric Flowers 
from uh, from uh, the Redskins. Uh, the Texans uh, trade are trading for David Johnson, so David Johnson's heading over to the Texans. The Cardinals are trade uh, traded for DeAndre Hopkins, which that right there that that was confusing to me when I found out about that. I just I, I can't believe they decided to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, but who knows what what the coach is thinking on that one? Maybe there's there's not chemistry or who knows what's going on but that was actually something that was incredibly shocking to me because uh the texans definitely lost a good player with uh, deandre hopkins uh looks like uh eric armstead is sticking with the 49ers he's staying put the falcons traded for hayden hurst the colts traded for deforest buckner so uh deforest is going over to the colts uh, Jack Conklin is uh, staying with the Titans. They agreed to terms on that one. Uh, Case Keenum is staying with the Redskins. Byron Jones uh, has signed with the Dolphins, so he's heading over to Miami. Uh, Kyle Van Noy from the Patriots is heading over to Miami as well. They decided to sign him. Jimmy Graham, pretty big loss for the Packers, but maybe not. Who knows? I mean, he didn't get too much, uh, like, I don't know, maybe uh, Coach LaFleur saw something that uh, wasn't making any sense there, so they decided to uh, send him, like, the Bears decided to pick him up, so Jimmy Graham is now uh, part of Chicago. Uh, the Lions have signed Jamie Collins from the Patriots. And this is something that was insane. The Las Vegas Raiders have just have signed, not just signed, they signed him, have signed Marcus Mariota. So Marcus is heading over to Las Vegas to play for the to be the quarterback for the Raiders. So that's gonna be interesting right there. That's gonna be very interesting for this season. The Bills are trading for Stephon Diggs, so he's heading over to Buffalo. Cowboys uh, decided to sign Amari Cooper. Uh, the Texans uh, signed Randall Cobb, so it uh, looks like uh, Randall's uh, heading to a different team yet again. The, this is another one that kind of stumped me a little bit. The, the Giants just signed, or th- not just signed, but uh, they signed Blake Martinez, the middle linebacker for the Packers. That was one that was confusing to me because I'm like, Blake Martinez is actually a really good middle linebacker, so who knows? Again, that's that's something that uh, that's something up in the office. Maybe there's a reason why they're doing it. Who knows? Only they know maybe there's some sort of chemistry there that's not working, so they decided to do it that way. And of course, Tom Brady says goodbye to uh, New England and and is joining now Tampa Bay. He's a part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so uh, they were very uh, they were very they were uh, kind of upset about that. Robert Kraft actually had a statement. Uh, on Tom Brady's career that read, quote, how do I possibly sum up the depth of my gratitude to Tom Brady for what he's given us these past 20 years or the sadness I feel knowing it's ending? I love Tom. I love Tom like a son and I always will. He has brought so much happiness to me personally and to all of our fans. I had to hope this day would never come, but rather than, but rather that Tom would end his remarkable career in a Patriots uniform after yet another Super Bowl championship. Unfortunately, the two sides were unable to reach an agreement to allow that dream to become a reality. While sad today, the overwhelming feeling I have in appreciation for this countless contribute for his for his countless contributions to our team and community. 
When Tom arrived in New England as an unheralded sixth-round pick, no one could have imagined the fairy tale story that would be written, the records that would be broken, or the joy he would bring to an entire region. He leaves 20 years later as the winningest quarterback in NFL history with six Super Bowl victories, nine AFC titles, and 17 division championships. He has been an exemplary teammate and leader. There's simply will never be another Tom Brady. I now look forward to that to the day we can bring him back home to New England to celebrate his Patriots career, his endless achievements and his legacy as the greatest of all time. I love him very much. So I was kind of shocked about that myself. I thought for sure uh, Brady would actually finish his career in New England, but you know, uh, they couldn't come to terms, and Brady said goodbye, decided to go to another team that uh, would pretty much give him anything he wanted to go ahead and give him, get him a championship. So I guess Tampa Bay did whatever they could to get that the quarter that uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL currently right now. In other uh, in in other trades, uh, looks like uh, Drew Brees is a stain in uh, in in. Um, uh, with New Orleans. He's staying right there with New Orleans, so that's good for them. Uh, Cam Newton has been allowed to seek a trade because looks like the Panthers signed Teddy Bridgewater. So Teddy's going to be heading over to uh, North Carolina with the Panthers. So that's a very interesting turn of events right there for them. The Bears signed uh, Robert uh, Quinn, so he's going over to Chicago. Uh, Raiders signed Corey Littleton. Jaguars sign uh, Joe Schobert. Dolphins sign Jordan Howard. Uh, uh, Malcolm Jenkins will not exercise his 2020 option with Philadelphia, so he won't be doing that. Titans sign Vic Beasley. Colts. Looks like Phillip Rivers has found a home because he will be the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Colts sign in uh, Phillip Rivers. Raiders sign Jason Witten. So that should be a very interesting. Seems like the Raiders are, are getting a couple of pretty good players in this in this trade craziness that's going on. Chargers sign another Packer, Brian Bulaga. He's heading over uh, to play for the Chargers. So that's going to be that. It's, that's going to be uh, it for Brian and Green Bay. The Redskins sign. The Redskins sign Thomas Davis. Steelers sign Derek Watt, and uh, Cowboys sign Gerald McCoy. Broncos trade for Jarrell Casey. Saints sign Malcolm Jenkins. Panthers release Eric Reed. Bears trade for Nick Foles. Chargers sign Chris Harris. Rams sign Andrew Whitworth. And the Seahawks sign Bruce Irvin. So that's that's the that's the wackiness that's going on right now in the NFL. I'm sure that there will be plenty more uh, releases, plenty more signings, plenty more of of this uh, back and forth with all these players uh, as the weeks uh, keep on going. In other in other uh, sports uh, news, former MMA fighter. Uh, is actually uh, already accusing two Texas slains charged with murder in Minnesota in a Minnesota cold case. Uh, Cedric Marks, apparently uh, he's a former MMA fighter, has uh, has been found guilty on multiple accounts of murder and including one uh, one cold case murder. So he, you know, it's a pretty uh, 
pretty sad uh, news for for this MMA star. Um, he, he, he basically would have had a really good career in the world of mixed martial arts, but unfortunately, something must have happened to him that uh, caused him to cause so much pain to other people, and now looks like uh, looks like he's facing the music on that, and he'll be charged with uh, multiple multiple accounts of murder, uh, and again, including one that was a cold case in Minnesota. So that's that's uh, that's a that's a tough one for the MMA world. Coming up next. In video game news, the Xbox Series X will be coming out uh, during the holiday season. We'll go ahead and talk a little bit about that. But first, here is Allie with Because of You right here on the Xander Effect.
That was Allie because of you right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, apparently there seems to have been some sort of a, of a mix-up because there, there was a website that was reporting that the Xbox Series X had an official date, which is on Thanksgiving. Um, apparently uh, some sort of website decided to post, you know, uh, Xbox Series X coming uh, November 26th, Thanksgiving 2020. And uh, that that pretty much like had a lot of gamers, you know, happy because they finally got a date and everything. But there was an update on GameStop and it reads a Microsoft spokesperson tells GameSpot that the official website listing an official an Xbox Series X release date was a mistake. Larry Major Nelson Herb shared an identical message on Twitter saying, quote, an Xbox product page in some regions inaccurately listed the launch date for Xbox Series X as Thanksgiving 2020. We are committed to launching holiday 2020. So that's pretty much that's a very cryptic uh, description as to when the Xbox Series X is actually going to launch, uh, especially with uh, with everything that's going on in the world. Who knows uh, if they might actually uh, push the date a little bit further, seeing as a lot of people uh, can't really afford a lot of things right now because of the current uh, crisis that's happening worldwide. So it might be it might stand to reason that uh, Microsoft, along with Sony and uh, and also Nintendo, uh, they might. Might just you know push the the release date a little bit further so that way people could start playing catch up uh, as soon as the crisis starts calming down a little bit that's it for the xander effect thank you so much for listening that's the news in case you haven't heard it again i wish everybody uh wellness i hope everybody is staying safe and isolated taking care of yourselves making sure you're proper you're practicing proper hygiene and everything and remember to always stay calm be kind to others especially uh the elderly people that can't really uh you know get things that they need to get try to help them out if you can of course you know practicing uh social distancing you know with them because they are the ones are susceptible to the current COVID-19 virus that is attacking the world. So just be careful with them. Be careful with people with underlying conditions as well. And make sure that everybody stays safe. We'll see you guys next time. Live it up. Be Taylor. Flow rider. Live it up. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc. BMG and Sony Music The Orchard in association with Art19 Media.